that's kind of the key part of Burnham that becomes so useful for the contemporary kind of right-wing populists uh, who are more interested in how to use state power to enforce like a moral orthodoxy than concerned about the effects of state power uh-huh. you know on liberty yeah. on liberty because before uh-huh. from their perspective like it's an oligarchy right the woke, woke capital is an oligarchy it's a it's a group of unelected elites who wield an enormous amount of power over every aspect of society and uh-huh and 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 that's the th- why why Burnham becomes the fixation is because Burnham's solution is not really democratic. It's replacing mm-hmm. one elite with another elite, an elite which shares their values. Yes, and and you can see how that fits in with a lot of currents uh, that might fall under the heading of post liberalism. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, if you say even people who are not formally uh, Burnhamites or uh, necessarily allies of a Julius Krein or a Michael Lind, another conservative thinker, you know, who's drawn on Burnham, someone like Adrian Vermeule, who, I mean, he's written for American Affairs, and I think it was actually for them he wrote his essay, Integration from Within, right. but you can see, which which the appeal to a Burnhamite kind of thinker should be obvious, because it's basically saying, if we train a new cadre of elites who can essentially take over the administrative state, or say, uh, you know, Vermeule teaching at Harvard Law School, maybe um, yes. you know, the judiciary. Um, it's really, yeah, about wielding power through these institutions and realizing you can take them for your side and your cause. Right. Um, and and that's one way to wield power, if especially if that's the way power is wielded in our society. Right, which they're convinced <laughs> it is. There's also a sort of like aspect of desperation because from their perspective, um, liberals, progressives control the media. The culture, uh, the corporations, increasingly the HR departments, they control. Like I re- read in the beginning, like they control everything. The only thing they conceive of as a a place where conservatives might be able to wield power every once in a while is winning a national election and electing somebody like Trump. So therefore, to give up the power of state coercion to inf- institute a new moral orthodoxy is, would be idiotic because our their enemies, uh-huh. their perceived enemies, control every single aspect of society from their perspective, right? Yes. There's a, there's a good line. You'll like this because it's Orwell. Or- Orwell wrote an <laughs> incredible critique of Burnham. And th- this is a line from his critique of Burnham. He writes, for Burnham, uh, humanity is divided into two classes, the self-seeking, hypocritical minority and the brainless mob whose destiny is always to be led or driven as one gets a pig back to the sty by kicking it on the bottom or rattling a stick inside a swill bucket according to the needs of the moment. And this beautiful pattern is to continue forever. Yes, that's exactly what we were trying to describe by yeah. reference to the Italian thinkers especially. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. not, it's not like, what Orwell is identifying is this, this, this profound anti-democratic streak in Burnham's thinking where like, you know, you, you every once in a while you can use the tools of democracy to get the the idiotic swine to go along with your your elite <laughs> project, right? But it's not uh-huh. like uh, starting from the principle of democracy, starting from the principle of of an of, of an of an endless war between competing elites with incompatible values. <laughs> 